All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. You know, sometimes the best laid plans just fall apart in pieces within hours. Best laid plans. Well, last week we spent 48 minutes talking about the Super League on Monday night. <laughs> Just a little more than 24 hours after it was announced. For sure. You put in a, a heroic effort to get the <laughs> podcast out within 24 hours of recording, which does not often happen it, for you, us. No, it's fair. Of course, of course, it would happen then. <laughs> Despite your best efforts, uh, the Super League had died before the pod could come out. And so I want to reiterate what we said to start last week's pod again this week which is that if you were a listener to this podcast and you would like to hang out with us, there's going to be an opportunity to do so. May 23rd is the final day of the season. Game week 38, all 10 matches played at once, and we're going to be together hanging out, watching the matches on the biggest screen I've ever seen soccer on before. If you follow us on social media, you know that I've had, uh, about a month ago, I had the chance a couple of game weeks in a row to watch some matches on, a, on the screen in the historic theater in our hometown of Lynchburg, Virginia. And uh, we're going to get to do it again. So pumped. This and, is such a ridiculous opportunity. And this time we're going to invite you to come with us. Now, I, we're not going to go to the details here, but if you are interested and you can be in Lynchburg, Virginia on the morning of May 23rd, when the final day of the season takes place, reach out to us on our social media channels. It could be Facebook. It could be Twitter. It could be Instagram. It could be Patreon. Patreon.com slash FPL America. Doesn't matter where, we will find your message and we will give you the details if you're interested. Reach out and let us know, and we would love to have you join us on May 23rd. It's going to be an awesome, special day. Look, we're not even charging for tickets, okay? This is free. How often do you get a chance for free, awesome, fun? No, how often do you get a chance for free fun, Brian? Rare. It's not often. No. Not at a venue like this. This venue is ridiculous. It's a, it's a recently restored historic theater. It's a real theater where real professionals from all over the world come, have to, come perform. to perform. For sure. It's, it has historic significance here in the city, and it has had some legitimate talent and really amazing people perform on the stage, and we're going to defile it. <laughs> By putting down a giant movie screen and putting Premier League games hey, onto at it. At least it's Premier League and not MLS, okay? Now, hear, hear that. 
no. In all seriousness, we'll probably bring our that recording is. equipment. Oh, oh no. no. Shots no. fired, huh? Shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired across the Serious shots. Sniper shots. You know what? When MLS gets rid of its playoff, I'll start watching it in March. Right. Anyway. Well, as I started to say, we're ha- we're gonna probably bring our recording equipment. We'll we'll for sure. we'll do some some audio for the summer. You know, starting you know, wrap up with the well, season. Well, no, I'll just say right now, I would love we we will do a short pod from there. Whether or not it'll be live or not, uh, we'll see. It might we might do like a YouTube live or something or Facebook live. But but either way, we will be doing something. And I would love to to any of you who uh, look want to sit down and ask us some questions. Look, uh, if we can work it out, I'll I'll sit down and give you a little interview, and, and we'll work it into a podcast. Like, I want to have a lot of fun with this. I want to meet some of our friends, some of our friends who uh, locally who who are around that have been involved with the podcast. Maybe ask some questions, just have a good time. Look, it's going to be something that. I mean, look, if this goes off well, maybe we can do it again next year as well and grow it bigger. That would be a good hope and dream of mine uh, as well. I'm sure of you you guys as well. So. This is going to be fun. Come out. Let's make a thing out of it. Let's let's do this thing. Yep. So reach out to us on social media if you're interested. We'll give you all the details that you need. Now, I'd like to go ahead and say, Dave, that this podcast will hopefully be free, awesome, fun. There were no City oh. or Spurs players playing in game week uh, 30. Was it three? 33? 33. It was 33. Lost track for a second. In game week 33, they were busy playing for the first trophy this season. Congratulations to Manchester City. No surprise they won the League Cup. Brian, real quick, were you just playing a little bit for your Spurs there? I honestly don't care at all. Yeah. Well, some fan you are. Okay, (laughs) moving on. All right. But there were still eight matches in the Premier League and in your FPL lineup impacting uh, your performance. We'll talk about those matches. We will have an Arsenal moment. Dave is going to have to talk about Arsenal's goalkeeping situation. There will be a How to Say with Brian Jay that is going to probably be at least PG-13 in its rating based on what I know so far. I can tell you right now, there's a good chance I'm going to get carried away with this. <laughs> oh, and I'll have to figure out a way to clean this up. I anticipated that. I'm I, gonna... can say, I can say <laughs> with certainty when we get there. With uh, more than 50 matches left in the season, five game weeks, there are still uh, players we need to consider. I'm going to bring back our uh, pod favorite game, Stutter Dud. We'll ask that question oh, nice. yeah, that's good. for Holy several cow. players on this episode. And then every once in a while, there are defining moments in a season. You don't always know when they happen as they happen, but I think we witnessed one during Game Week 33 as it relates to the Smith Brothers Derby. Hmm. We are going to talk about that. It is going to be amazing. Wait for that. That's all the teasing I'm going to do for what's in this episode. Brian? Let's talk about Game Week 33 for some reason. Let's talk about that Game Week. Uh, There was a – I mean – I get why you say that, Brian. The average score, I believe, is going to end up at 36. Uh, it is still calculating on the FPL website as so we record stupid. on Monday night, but I think the average is going to end up at 36. A low-scoring game week for a lot of people involved. Uh, but we did have a top-four matchup, a top-four battle, fourth-place battle anyway. West Ham nil, Chelsea won. Uh, do you want to start with Ben Chilwell being the top-scoring defender of the game week? Do you want to start with Timo Werner scoring a goal, or do you want to start with what didn't happen for the Hammers here? Scott, I want to hear you talk about Christensen. He gave me five. Okay. It was it was a clean sheet. It was. <laughs> just, just want to throw that out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm just trying to All save right. a little face. As as uh, I'm trying to bring it back around, Ch- uh, Aspilicueta <laughs> and Christensen – I started both of them. I've 
I've held strong with them mm-hmm. against probably all reason. And I and you finally got something. I finally got something, and then, uh, you know, I got – look, my defense carried me this week. We'll get to that in a little bit. It, no, that, it is two game weeks of returns for uh, Andreas Christensen. So, I, I just – I'm trying to get a little – there was a lot of scorn you threw my way. I'm glad I held on to him. I really am. Okay. Okay. If, if there's one thing I've learned this season, it's that as long as the player makes sense to own, holding on to them sometimes just makes the most sense. Points come back around it, well, I, to top I agree, players. I agree with that. To they good do, players. They do come back around. We are going to ask if, if they're going to come back around to Bruno later in this episode. But as far as Christensen is concerned, things are good. I loved how when Timo Werner scored here in the U.S., Arlo White's on the call for this, you know, the, the, the premier match, no pun intended, of, of Saturday's schedule. When, when Timo Werner scored, he, he didn't just say it with exclamation points. You know, Timo Werner scores! He, he had a little bit of question marks in there, too. Like, <laughs> Timo Werner scores! Like, like it, it got asked as a question a little bit. But don't we all get it? Yeah. I believe this was his sixth goal of the season. That's not terrible, but that's not what you expect from Timo Werner. No, that's not what anyone anticipated for him based on his statistics coming into the season yeah, but sure, i think sure. that over the course of the development of the season for him i feel like it's it's appropriate it's just a mental game and for whatever reason it is some guys it's a very much a mental I mean, he, look, he should have had, I mean, right had a brace yeah, that's right. but he should have had a lot of braces this season that's for sure exactly right so it's not I mean, so good that he put one in he should have had two and not much changes here on the chelsea side uh, also right? well just that he had he had six shots, which was tied for the most this week, but he only had two shots on target. Like, still wasteful. It's just it's just the way he's playing, and maybe, you know, it's just what we've been saying. I feel like it's what everybody's been saying. Maybe he turns it around. It's, he's He sure is attacking. He's all, he's all over the place. It's, he, he has all the tools. It's just a matter of him kicking the ball in the net. He's run out of time to turn it around at this point. No, I'm saying, like, turn it around, like, as a – Assuming he's going to be back in the Premier League, starting for them next season, and I like could he, easily see myself owning Timo Werner next season. Yeah, if he, you know, maybe he gets a good flow over the, you know, the off season or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's, I don't. They Nothing have, changes though, right, on the Chelsea side of things. Does anything change on the West Ham side? I mean, you're not going to sell Lingard after one match yeah. where he gets you two no, points. No, he, he right? went up against the great blue wall of Chelsea defense, Brian. You're not going to sell Lingard, are you? No, I just don't. I mean, you're not going to judge him on this, are you? No, I, they're the West Ham schedule eases up uh, by the you know by the end of the season, assuming also and Antonio comes back. Doesn't get much easier than not playing any more matches, Brian. Why by the end of the season? <laughs> well, by the end of the season, there are no matches, and so. You're you're exactly right. It's all it's all gray. No, I'm it's saying all gray no, I, on the color coding chart after that. No, I'm saying that you know in the next few weeks, uh, it's definitely much easier than having to. Yes, Dave, like playing against Chelsea. Uh, I just don't know. You need? I, do you need to have him? Kinda. Lingard? Yeah, I think you do. You think you have I'm to have Lingard? Call no, me I crazy. Know. I I have him too. But Call like me I crazy. Said, like I said two weeks ago, too late. It's just it's the, all the points are all the points are already they're already had. I mean, ma- yeah, sure. What, he's gonna, what you think? There's not more points out there for him to had. I, I mean, I feel like you can. Yes, I, I like know you, how I said that. I feel like you can 
you could probably get around it. Obviously, West Ham loses a key matchup here. They're now three points out of fourth, but that doesn't mean they're going to quit. And Chelsea's schedule is not a gimme on the way out. No, theirs toughens up. And so. you're looking for clubs who are still playing for something. West Ham are definitely still playing for something. Yeah, and they very much care. They very much care. Uh, Fabian Balbuena cares so much. Well, I actually don't have a great transition to that. Do we want to talk about say, his red card a little gonna, bit here? You're not going to no, pile I, that big pile of poo on him, I, are you? I, I mean, I just, I, I don't, is this the worst call of all time? I, uh, can I give you my legitimate answer? Yeah. I don't know. Can I tell you why I don't know? Because the Callum Wilson not call in the, in the Liverpool match? Nope. I'm going to keep it just to Balbuena. I'm not even going to talk about Sioux Falls. Uh, issue earlier that that people are comparing Balbuena's red card to, basically calling it the same thing, but you know nothing happens on that other call. I don't know if this is the worst call because I don't know why the call is bad. For everyone who has given an opinion, and I'm talking about in match officials, uh, sorry, in match announcers, but I'm also talking about every mainstream and just off mainstream pundit that I read trying to figure out what the deal is with this red card call. Nobody's given me anything to point to, to to tell me whether or not this was a bad call or not. They've told me it's a bad call for them. But they've they told me lie. they've told me that as a player, I don't know where he was supposed to put his foot, but where you're supposed to put your foot is not in the laws of the game as far as I, I, I'm concerned. I, I'm pretty sure that's not in there. And so if someone could please tell me, in comparison to the laws of the game, why Michael Oliver and Chris Cavanaugh made the wrong call here, I will listen to you. I literally Google searched for this and could not find anyone who could say, in light of blank in the laws of the game, this is why this was a good or bad call. Couldn't find anything. I got lots of <laughs> in the media, and I'm sick of this. I'm really tired of this. Give me somebody who can tell me what the rules say and why the call was right or wrong. That's all I want. Until then, as far as I'm concerned, Balbuena studded Chilwell's. I, I don't. I, I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can look at it and not see that it was obviously wrong. He. I, I get what the law says that you can't put your studs on someone. He kicked. He kicked the ball. And Chilwell was in front of him. His foot went where his foot went. It wasn't to go into Chilwell. It wasn't. He wasn't kicking Chilwell. He didn't miss the ball. Oh, and there's, yet he there's Ben Chilwell. There's I know how to come get him. To get, oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I got, I'm gonna but, kick through the ball. This is the perfect way to get my cleats but on him. Brian, Brian, <laughs> what are you reading into that? I know I don't disagree. I'm not with reading you. into anything. I'm You're looking, reading intent. No, I'm not. I'm looking at the thing. He kicked the ball, and then where his foot was is. At Chilwell's leg, that that is a complete it's, fluke. It's, it's the end of the it's the end of the kick. The fact that his foot ended at his leg, it's it's idiotic that anyone would look at that and then look at it again and say, "Oh yeah, that's a red card." <laughs> I got to give that a red. What he did there is inexcusable. They violent conduct. It's they're just going, like, last was... I saw they were going to, yeah. Right, and we'll find out. It'll be like Sochek getting his overturned earlier this, you know, earlier <laughs> in the season, where it's like. David Moyes has a right to be uh, I mean, questioning. I, right, and I, I, I feel like everyone will look at that and say, yeah, it will get overturned. But I it's just like, want to know. Or Son getting his, you know, he, him getting, uh, you know, what looks like a red card in the moment when he breaks, when Andre Gomez breaks his ankle uh, to last season. Yeah. And, 
you look at it and you say, well, no, he didn't do that. Yeah. You know, you just you go back and look and say, no, no, it's not but, what it but was. But Brian, you get my point, right? Like, I just don't know. Yeah, I I understand in the yeah, and I, I, that's why I assumed you were gonna say yeah. letter of the law, like. Where where is it in the rules? Like to, what well, he the what reality he did. is he did stud his calf. Okay, I'm not saying he did it, and I'm not even saying it looked like it was debatable. I'm with you totally on that, but that yeah. is the result. Two things came out of this, and I'm reading my again. I respect the British game. I love the Premier League. I think I think the British can think that they do things their best way and not be open to new ideas. Sometimes, generally speaking, generally speaking, of course. But uh, there were two things that American leagues do well that would have helped here. Number one, why are we going and, – and I did, this just occurred to me, and this is obviously kind of going against VAR a little bit, but why are we going to a single referee, a single VAR? Why not have a command center like the NBA or Major League Baseball does? Why not do that? Have a singular source where you get the calls all made by the same people – who are then hopefully being consistent in how they're making those calls as much as humanly possible. Why don't you do that like like we see here in the United States? Secondly, why couldn't Chris Kavanaugh tell us why he made the call? Have him put a mic on him like an NFL referee does and yeah, tell us what the call or, is. Or in, and again, not an NBA podcast, but when the officials make a decision, they come to the scorer's That's table exactly and right. you on TV, you hear them say, mm-hmm. hey, this is what we looked at. This is the decision. Mm-hmm. This is why we did this. The announcers they, now know they can communicate it to everybody yeah. watching or listening to the game. That would help us so much because without that, I honestly feel a little bit bad for Chris Cavanaugh and Michael Oliver because they can't defend themselves. You, you want to know why, Scott, that doesn't happen? Because the FA doesn't give three shits <laughs> about their fans. Well, I think it was Moyes. They don't. It might have been Moyes. If it wasn't Moyes, it was somebody else. This weekend talked about how the problems are not necessarily with the referees. They reference that the problems are coming from the top. And that was where I got really excited seeing that. It's it's Mike Riley, you know, overseeing the referee union, right? It's like this is this is where the change needs to happen. I agree completely. I thought of when. A couple se- was it two seasons ago, I think, when Liverpool and and Spurs played, and it was at the end of the match. I think Liverpool. I think it was one that Spurs ended up drawing, and they got a penalty late. And it was, it was Van Dyke or one of. The, I think it was a center back kicked through to clear the ball, and kicked Eric Lamella as he like basically jumped in front of him at the last second. And I just thought, or that one, you look at it and you say, well, yeah, he didn't, he didn't get the ball. He kicked the man, again, no intent, uh, like had no idea that he was going to be there. Where this, it was like, Balbuena and Choa are both, they're chasing the same ball. Balbuena gets there first, and and Chilwell's lunging. I, like, I, it's just, like, I don't know what you're supposed to do to write that scenario into the... Not get there first. That's why I really don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what there is other than to say, like, it's a natural outcome, and I and I know that gets I know that is the gray area for so many of these calls of like, you know, like you I th- you can see uh, the short distance that the ball carries on on like a, a really hard kick where it hits somebody in the arm, and you can just say immediately like, not unnatural, and it hits him in the arm. Like what what was he supposed to do? Like any you would you would be like that in that situation. You can tell when the guy's hanging it out there a little bit. You know, like I feel like that's a obvi- I feel like that is an obvious thing to see. Like, well, no, he dropped the arm. Like, he, um, if you're hanging out there. You don't want to hang it out there. No, and so, but this this was just I, I don't know. 
I don't know what that was. Anything else on this match? No, I'm still going to continue to hold. I love my Chelsea guys next week. Uh, you know, home to Fulham. Are they home to Fulham? At Fulham? They're playing Fulham. If only there was a way. They're at Stamford Bridge. I love Chelsea defense next week. Yeah, it's great. The only question is, who's going to be out there? And that's the that's true. That, always, that is that's the fair. that is the frustrating thing. And that was coming into this match of, you know, they have Champions League coming up, and so. Well, think, okay, fair enough. I think the important. I think see. the the important guys. You'll yeah again. We'll you'll know. See we'll have a better idea right. of who uh, plays Champions League. I, I know we- one guy who's playing Champions League for sure, Kai Havertz. I can guarantee that Kai Havertz <laughs> will be out there. Because he had uh, a zero on oh, Kai yeah. Havertz. Hey, this past he's not the only one. Uh, League Billy had Kai Havertz as well. Uh, probably, I think he had him the week before, Brian. He went to him I, when you were. No, look, Havertz, it was, it was great to have him in, in week 31. I can yeah. say that. Sure. It was okay having him last week. It was not good having him. And that's the risk. I mean, I remember about four or five years ago, I played FPL by not owning anyone in the quote-unquote top four before it was a big six uh, outside of Liverpool. I just didn't want to deal with that. I didn't want to deal with the the competition at the top of the table. I didn't want to deal with rooting against players whose teams I was going to go against. So I went with lower and mid-table clubs and Liverpool players. I didn't have a terrible season. This kind of makes me want to do that in some ways. Like I just like I I like certainties. I like to avoid the roller coaster ride. I know it's high risk, high reward. That's what Chelsea and City just yeah. continue to give you. Yeah, and uh, even to go back to Chilwell, I mean, great, awesome for him that he had a great match for the first yeah. time. I mean, the fact that he was out there, I don't know that you could have <laughs> even guaranteed that. And then he comes yeah. out, they get a you know they get a clean sheet. He gets the assist. I'm sure he got bonus points, but. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Other than this, other than Rudiger and Christensen, where it's not a big it's not a big money loss for you to have those right. guys. Uh, and and I mean, Dave, you're holding on to Aspilicueta. I I get that. And then you know, last week you're like, where is he? He ain't out there. So I it's just one of those things. I don't know what I don't know what you're gonna. Hey, expect. I got a bench. Bring it on. Sure. Bring it on. That's what I got a bench for. Now, last week you didn't. They were all hurt. Shut up, Scott. All right. Uh, Mason Mount was <laughs> extremely good. Excellent overall game, but but no return. And he's just I he's one like, he's one I would keep too. I, was gonna say, I like Mason Mount. Mason yep. Mount has just been excellent. Look, last week they all got hurt in match. Don't don't be throwing it out there like I wasn't prepared. I was ready. They just. I'm talking about how last week on this pod you named four or five guys in your lineup who all had triangles next to their names. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but about. that happened after the match week. Sure. It, in or during and in You or had after. to make lots of moves right. to be able to field a bench. It's not just that simple to say. I didn't have a bench, a bench this week. Right. I didn't have a bench this week either. I don't know. I don't know how many people did if, unless you wild carded or, right. or free hit. Correct. Yeah, but I, I had one player playing on my bench and I ended up not needing him, which was okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people needed subs. I'm thankful I didn't need one this week. Yeah. Everton nil, Arsenal one. Bernd Leno, Leno, gifts Richarlison an assist late in this one, Dave. Curse and that continues. is exactly yeah. why I asked you to write a, a letter for your Arsenal moment this week. Let me get to my letter in a minute. Scott, it's uh, Emiliano Martinez curse. That's going I mean, on here. 
He was slapping balls away from West Brom all Making like eight or nine saves. Yep. He still gave up two, but man, he was looking good. You know, I, I hope, I hope that someone in that organization that was championing the cause for Martinez against Leno for whoever in the higher-ups and or whether it was Mikel Arteta, I hope someone gave someone a text message that said, told, told you, you so. so. <laughs> okay? Like, yeah. after the first couple, I'm willing to, like, let it slide. And the only thing that's keeping Leno from taking major heat is the fact that the fans want Cronky out and the fans are going bananas. Yeah. Um, Do you want – is it Daniel Eck who owns Spotify? Do you want yeah, him to own your club, Dave? I don't know. It feels Mark Cuban-ish, but, has, but honestly, if Mark Cuban was the owner of my team, I'd probably love it. He's got he's got a bunch of former Arsenal players joining him. Yeah, probably his minority owners. None of them have the scratch that – Still, that big, has to help you feel does, better about the right? connection. And he's a fan of the club first, but right? Here, here's the deal. Like, just because you're a great player I, – I, I, yes, Burkamp, Henri, Vieira – do they have great football knowledge? Yes. Are any of them great managers? No. They're not, uh, you're not. You're not. You're not asking them to be managers on, of our football club. Understood. But just because you're a great player, Michael Jordan, this is not an NBA podcast. Doesn't mean that you can go out and own a team and own a successful franchise. Sure, but like, you know what they can do. I'm fans. I'm a fan of a baseball team that is really good about this. Minnesota Twins. They bring in former players. They don't make them assistant coaches, but they do make them special assistants in the sure. front office. You keep them around. You have them around to add to the mystique, the nostalgia. That's fair. You bring them to a training session and let one of them run. You know, like like speak to the to the young kids playing sure. his position in the training session. Give them a few tips. Talk about a great match that they played. Maybe show some highlights. You know, direct them to some YouTube. YouTube clips, whatever it is, but you build that into the culture of the club and yeah. get these kids feeling like they want to go out and perform for Arsenal. That's what you do. That's fair, and I don't argue against and, that. And I think it's Daniel Eck. You know, he's got the funds. He's buying things left and right these days. I love that he threw it out there, and, and there's somewhat – I mean, someone on – I mean, it's making all the papers. And granted, it was a couple of years ago that someone else wanted to buy it that I think is the Nigerian billionaire, um, like the wealthiest man in Africa, wanted to buy – Arsenal and, and it was a, for a week. It was a rumor, and then Cronky's like, "I'm not." This one will stick though. Spotify's Spotify's a thing. It'll stick. I mean, what Nigerian oil's the thing? Well, I mean, no, I no. mean, of course it is. He's like the wealthiest man. But the or fact like that you don't remember man. his name right now is what I'm but referring to. Just because I'm to. not up, I don't know that I can't rip off the top ten wealthiest guys in Africa. I mean, it's like a gigantic continent. So Lino's hiding in the shadow of Cronky for sure. Anyways, getting back to the fact, look, he, he, there's games he's good. He's a good goalkeeper. Is he good enough to play for Arsenal and, and to, to not make mistakes in games that, and or keep them in games when needed? Yeah, sure, he's had some great games. But great goalkeepers don't make mistakes like this. This is Simone Mignolet-ish. <laughs> this is – Why are you doing this? Because you know I'm right. Yeah, I used – you like so, to take your Arsenal angst and turn it on me. That was terrible, though. It was. It was. And I don't know how, if, if you paid attention in the last two years, I don't know how you don't immediately think the name Emiliano Martinez as no, that it, ball's skipping, everyone... skipping through, his, through his midsection. I don't, know how, I don't know how you don't look at that immediately and just say. Martinez has got to be watching these just, highlights and thinking, yeah. are you kidding me? Do you think he still cares? Absolutely. Yep. 
By I the way, transparent still cares. Transparent midsection sounds like a terrible mm. college grunge band. Yeah, perfect, Brian. Yeah, it's gonna be the title of the pod. Um, look, I. All right, well, fine. We'll we'll move past this. We, we all know how I feel about this. All right. Uh, Wait. So that was your Arsenal moment, no, or no, the no. Arsenal moment no, is I, still I, to I, come. No, I have a letter. Oh, all right. Unfortunately, right. you have to suffer more. Can I get another Modelo? <laughs> if you get me one. Oh, <laughs> this section, this Arsenal moment, brought to you by Modelo Especial. Drink it. He doesn't have a label in front of him to <laughs> read did. yet. So I don't just have a drink label. it. Someone give me a label. <laughs> Dear Arsenal. It feels like February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Do you even know what that is? Probably not. Honestly, it's not worth explaining at the moment, but I will tell you that it was made into a movie, in which the focus of the movie was that the main character would relive the same day over and over and over again. This is what it feels like right now as an Arsenal fan. In the league, we're fighting for a top seven spot and are underperforming on a regular basis. This is what happened the last few seasons. We are hopefully on our way to the Europa final if we can get by whole Uncle Unai. This happened two years ago. I've read this book. I've heard this song. I've seen this TikTok. I've smelled this meal. I've felt this struggle. For how much longer, Brian, will this go on? How much longer... Will Grandpappy Stan be around? Is it true that there might be a buyer? If yes, will Grandpappy Stan sell? Something must change, and most believe it is the owner. We have good players, not the best, but good. Best players will be required to achieve better results than we have been getting. We have a good coach, I think, or has he fooled us like the others before? The rock bottom line is this. Yes, if I could get a rock bottom to Grand Pappy Stan, I would. Changes need to happen and need to happen quickly. P.S. I'm just going to forget about that bad day you had last week. It's not worth the whiskey. Mm. That was uh, that was heartfelt. I actually felt something with you there, Dave. Well done. Good letter. Thanks. Hey, have you seen uh, Palm Springs, Andy Samberg? Movie came out last year. No. Oh man, I bet that's. You referenced Groundhog Day. Yeah. You need to see Palm Springs. I need to see Ted Lasso, and now this oh, is the second season. Are you I kidding know. me? You haven't seen the first have season. Not. No, no. Neither have I. And, Shame on you. Don't say anything about it. I'm a binger of of of, uh, of series. I've seen about all the series out there. Watch Ted Lasso immediately. You must. You absolutely must. It is worth it. Okay. Is worth it. All right. But also watch Palm Springs with Andy Samberg. Palm Springs. Yeah, it's like the 2020 version of Groundhog Day, but better. It's so good. All right. Uh, ben Godfrey, by the way, and Everton made the Dream Team. Obviously, yeah. with Chilwell and Godfrey so far that we've discussed in the Dream Team, this is starting to explain why the average score was 36. Ben Godfrey, I get. Uh, and the, the defense, well, I was going to say Seamus Coleman is the guy – Yep. Second best defender. He's in form. In the last four matches. Yep. Uh, only Trent Alexander-Arnold has more than him in that time. Somehow he's managed to get the twenty-eight, get to 28 fantasy points uh, with just one shot. Well, he's attempted one shot, but he's created nine chances, which is the third most for all defenders. Uh, Seamus... He also... I mean, Shocking. Well, even a few weeks ago, I think his when he got like a 10 or an 11... He subbed early, 
and they conceded after he left. Yeah. So I think he had a he might have had an assist in that game and then gets subbed off and then gets bonus points after that. So uh yeah, I mean there's probably a little bit of risk of rotation with him cuz he doesn't seem to be necessarily in there for 90 minutes every match, but uh Sheamus and he's like 4-8 or something like yep. that. It's right, like, Brian, I will say this since match week 22, there's only been one match week where he didn't start and he came in as a sub. That was match week 30. So from 33 to 22, in the last 11 out of 12 match weeks, he starts. Has he, made an he, appearance he or, or started? Oh, he so played yeah. the full 90. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I know it does seem there was match week 21 he did not play, and then there was another stretch of 10 match weeks where he did play the full 90. So Godfrey has been probably playing more than we have realized, and surprisingly uh, – Everton's defense just hasn't been as good as it was early. Yeah, I know because all the all the hype is always on Dina, always. Sure. And it's all the other guys who managed to actually get the points. Uh, I would wish we could say more about Gilfie. He was really close here. Gilfie slapped the crossbar. Um, I think FPL they, they said that forty people triple captained him or something like that. I mean, it almost, why not? It almost paid yeah. Off. I mean, really, uh, semi form for Gilfie. I mean, yeah, Gilfie. I mean, as long as he's playing, I mean, he's getting, I mean, he's out there, and he obviously has a role. I think there is a chance of him also rotating and, Carl- and coming in off the bench. But I think be- he's one of those guys just because he's taking pre kicks, because he's taking corners, like he's he's going to at least give you a, a chance at a return. Stats stats for Arsenal kind of dominated most of this game. And and that's what's so deceiving about it. Yeah, Be- because you walk away with nothing. Well, that's that's Complete what makes Carlo. Yeah. That's what makes what Carlo Ancelotti said after the match so comical, because of how they got the three points, and I think mostly because of what's happening in places five through seven in front of them in the table. Uh, it's it's hilarious that Carlo Ancelotti had the the nerve to say we're back. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you just look at the table, he's not wrong. Everton have a chance to hit, you know, get into the top seven, <laughs> but I mean, come on, man, Don't, not I mean, after this match. It's not like beating Arsenal right now is a great, a great achievement. Well, and doing it with Richarlison nutmegging Lino for sure in the goal. Lino getting the own goal, which bad beat for Richarlison owners. As well, as, that's the thing. He deflected it towards the goal, right? I mean, it was gonna. If Lino doesn't touch it, it goes across the the front of the goal. It's Lino's deflection that angles it into yeah, the goal. Yeah, it, it just it's the whole thing is brutal and brutal. It's just I actually felt bad for you, and I said as much in our Slack workspace as it was happening. I, I it's it's frustrating, but and I think it's probably frustrating for a lot of Arsenal players and the coaching staff because I I truly think that they're pouring everything they can into this. And for the most part, they had a good performance. And to have it be thrown away like that is just embarrassing. It's just, it's just ridiculous. One of the more anticipated matches of the weekend, Leeds nil, United nil. To say that it ended the way Shocking. that you hoped it would go oh would gosh. probably be false. I captained Bruno this week. I was going to talk about Ceballos and Martinelli, but go ahead. Well, uh, no, no, no. Let's go on. Okay, no, I, we, right. we'll, talk, we'll talk about them in a minute. Um, shocking result. I captain, To go from 6-2 in the reverse fixture to nil-nil is... So, I is, captain Bruno in yeah. the reverse fixture, and, and I realized my mistake, Scott, and I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it. Okay. In the reverse fixture, as Brian said, 6-2. Bruno had 17 points. You know who didn't play? I'm almost positive. If only there was a way. We Mason could know. Greenwood. In the reverse fixture, Calvin Phillips. 
uh, we've talked in the past about how important Calvin Phillips is Phillips, to Leeds. Look, for those of you who don't know how Leeds play, they pretty much man mark on defense. So one guy follows whoever anywhere on the pitch. That's your dude. You follow him wherever he goes. Well, you know who's the best at that is for Leeds? It's Mr. Calvin Phillips, yeah, who absolutely. is a stud footballer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Guess who was marked? It seems on? like a real cool dude, too. We've talked about this before, Brian. <laughs> I know. I've, I've, I've seen interviews with have, him. I love Calvin Phillips. Yep. I think he's such, to have he a, like a, such a, a cool guy. a beer at the pub with him, for sure. Yeah. Uh, he man-marked Bruno, didn't he? He did. And he... So, well, so what's interesting is, is when other teams uh, mark Bruno, he can drop deeper to receive the, the ball and then distribute it out, be more involved. Uh, but Calvin would follow him back to the goalkeeper if he went, right? <laughs> so, like, that's just how Leeds does it. So yeah. when you play Leeds, and, and, and that's one reason why every time Leeds steps on the pitch, it's like it's going to be a hell of a game today. We uh-huh. might win, we might lose, but we know it's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah. And and so uh, there's except, something Except be, this one. Except for this one. Although. Well, like, although. I mean, you watched it. It was, it was, it really was end to end. There was it, so much action and it just, and just no one could put anything away. Arlo and the boys, I think were on this they, match. They raved about it. And they were like, this is one of the greatest zero, zero games. Yeah. Nil, nil games. For those of you across the pond that we've ever seen. Yep. And, and it, and it was, it was a fantastic football match. So obviously Bruno is done facing Calvin Phillips now yeah. for the season, but but Bruno has not given you much for quite some yeah. time. Last five matches. Yes, last five One matches. One assist. Three, five, two, two, three. Plus a blank in there that just makes it seem like right. even longer since he scored 10 points in game week 27. This is the first time I'm going to ask this question in this pod. Dave, is Bruno Fernandez for the rest of the season a stud or a dud in FPL? He's a freaking stud. He's not leaving my team because I, he'll, he'll probably kick two penalties still on the way out. I I just – look, coming down the stretch here when you're playing a, a Villa, Fulham, and Wolves team in the few of the games – Three of the last five, yeah. Obviously, Liverpool and Leicester are going to be tough because they're playing for top four, right? So those are going to be crazy. But you can't tell me Villa's not going to be half. You know, Fulham will be is already probably relegated. I don't know what mathematically if they are or not, but but more or less Fulham's now relegated, along with you know Wolves will have nothing to play for, neither will Villa. So I'm just like, okay, it could be such that they're that they're just completely balling out. On the other hand, if United has sort of put themselves in a position in the table where they don't necessarily have to worry about the top four. I mean, let's be honest, they're nine points ahead of Chelsea right now, so. What they do have on in front of them is is they have Europa matches this this week against Roma, mm-hmm. and so uh, Arsenal has up this Thursday as well against Villarreal. Um, as the soccer gods would have it, they're playing Unai yeah, Emery's yeah, Villarreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know what Arsenal has to play for. United doesn't need that to get in the top four, but it's a trophy. They've grinded through Europa. They you want to win a trophy at the end. Of, and and look, this Europa tournament was a pretty tough tournament the last. Knockout stages and beyond with the teams that were in it. Tougher than normal. I mean, oftentimes you like, I've never heard of those teams. This Europe has been a little different. But you give so, me reasons to worry about Bruno. I guess what I'm saying is, if you're going to rest him and you're kind of got second locked up, and you want to make sure that you have your best players ready for Europa, there might be a game or two he might sit in the next few weeks. It is disappointing if you're a United fan that you, know, you, you were starting to feel like, at, you were at least 
making City earn it going out and now dropping these two points here. It's a big drop. It's disappointing. Yeah. I was going to say, though, for all, I mean, we've been here before with Bruno in a bad stretch where, you know, five matches, 15 points, tied with Eve Basuma and Martin Odegaard. <laughs> I mean, it's that low. I mean, you're at this, the last five, this is, it's what we had with Salah earlier in this, yeah. like, uh, you know, really like 15 weeks ago or whatever. Up. Yeah. You're like, you would have been, you would have done well to get rid of him five weeks ago. Like and that's yet, a min- minimum. You should have done that. You could have made up these points in a lot of other ways, but in the meantime, 18 shots in that time, only Mason Greenwood and Mo Salah have more than him. Uh, that's the thing. On that eight eight shots. Yeah. Eight shots in the uh, on target, which is the third most. He only has one assist in that t- in five weeks, but he's created the second most chances for uh, twelve chances, of all, second most of all midfielders. Like he's he's doing all the work. It's just yep. it, like no, it's just not happening for him in terms for, for a return. You want to have him when he scores seventeen fantasy points again in a game week, and if you sell him and wait until he shows it again, you're going to miss that. And that's why at the end of the season, when you look at wherever his total points end up, 200 and something, you only get that if you keep him in these stretches so that you get him for when he scores the points in batches. He's the top scoring player in fantasy currently. I get it, and I get anyone who sells it in or is it feeling okay about not owning well, it's, it. Brian. It's, you're violating your rule a little bit. Three but game weeks in a row with no return. I know, but. Oh, he's he's um, top transferred out. For midfielders, for um, sure, I, I, I don't doubt it at all. Yeah. Uh, if anything, if 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 the if your reason, if you're making a decision on what you're listening to on this podcast, which maybe every now and then you might actually do, I'm going to keep him, which probably means you should sell him. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> now it's pretty rare that we have a player this late in the season whose name we aren't quite sure how to say. And we ask Brian Jay to give us a, mm-hmm. a segment on the podcast to teach us how to do that. Uh, but Dave, Dave heard something uh, last week, and I honestly don't know how to set this up, Brian. So I'm just going to stop talking here and, and turn it over to you. Man, I wish I knew the context not, for this. It I, wasn't even me, though, Brian. Hold on, I, but oh, I, I don't great. want to derail this. No, my <laughs> wife. As I'm watching the game, my wife's like, so I, I was out of town this weekend in Florida. My wife and I are celebrating our anniversary. Congratulations. So we, were, we were bouncing around at a few different stops. Uh, really cool, fun three or four days that we had. And uh, so as she's getting ready uh, in the hotel room, as we're going to be leaving the hotel to have a fun day of activities, I'm watching this game. And so all she can do, she can just hear the, the, the television. And she says to me, did he just say blank, blank? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. And then it hit me. And, of course, it would sound like that if you didn't know what you were watching. We'll mm. get to what the blank blank means after Brian's we'll, we'll done. We'll double back to yeah. this. But I swear it was – it is awesome. Parent, parents, <laughs> hide your kids for a few minutes. Go ahead, Brian. We have music for this? Oh, tell Lord, us, I Brian. cannot wait for this music selection. Wow. Let's go with an oldie song, Feeling All Right by Joe Cocker. <laughs> Okay, perfect. See? Already. Already it starts. I knew it. This week's How to Say. What about uh, Aerosmith, like anything from the the Big Ones album? Would that work? No. He already has his request. All right, fine, fine. Whatever. It's It's a good thing I didn't say something like, what, 
with a little help from my friend's cover by Joe Cocker, would that have changed your... <laughs> okay. Sure. I'll find something from Joe Give Cocker. The, the no, name. I said hilarious. feeling all right. Feeling all right. This week's How to Say is not as straightforward as Dave is hoping it will be, the pervert. Really? And that's just talking about his weird fetish for the name Robin. <laughs> hey, I, I do like Titans. Titans, uh, HBS series. This Leeds Defender... I don't know what you're This Leeds Defender started the season by playing a whole lot. Then he played not at all. And now is playing just a little bit. Sounds like the perfect kind of player to really <laughs> dig in there and learn more about him. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, you guys love the Germans, uh, so you'll be glad to know there is a slight wrinkle. Oh. No pun intended. <laughs> okay, sure. There is a slight wrinkle in the pronunciation. Oh, okay. This, this, this definitely seems straightforward to me. His last name, K-O-C-H. K-O, normal. C-H, slight variation. It is not a hard K sound. And we've been here before. Really? It's more like the C-H in Loch, Scottish Loch. So, Koch. Or in your favorite joke, Dave. Remember the joke you used to tell? Uh, no. What does a Scottish chicken say? Bach. 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 Yeah, exactly. Tell him that. <laughs> Tell him about that. Scottish chicken. Oh, one factoid, Dave, for your pervert dungeon. For sure. Robin's dad's name? Yeah. Harry. Robin. Okay, so Robin is his first name? Yeah, Robin. That's right. You said that already. His dad's name is Harry. This is not possible. Your Leeds United that, that Defender. That is not true. Yes, it is. Your Leeds United Defender. This is very true. Your Leeds United Defender that Scott wanted to talk about tonight. Scott. Is none other than Robin Koch. Koch. Yeah. Koch. What, what did your wife hear instead of Robin? She hear that Koch blocked the shot. She said, did that announcer just say rubbing cock? <laughs> I said, no. I think... I think she said, he said, Oh, Robin. Robin. Cock. Yeah. But Arlo did not throw the kh on there. And so, therefore, it sounded like a hard K. Uh, it, we'll, we'll talk and so, we if get... you're in the other room, it sounds like rubbing cock. Sure. Yeah, rubbing cock just received a pass. Yeah. I, I can see that. That's it's... what she thought she heard. Yeah, I get it. On a glancing listen, sure. <laughs> I, I can see that. The guy today, Crystal Palace and, and Lester. Sure. This is not this is not filthy in any way. So sorry to be a big letdown here, but he kept saying Iniacho. He kept the, the Inny. Inny. Iniacho. Iniacho. Yeah, I thought that I like I like that. It reminded me of how it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. It doesn't matter what the person says their name is, they're just gonna say it however. Yeah. Martin Tyler thinks he gets a pass. That's anyway. a great transition. Hold on, stop. Match, I wanna it? double back to his dad's name. His dad's name is truly Harry. Yes. His dad's name is Harry Koch. Yes. Unbelievable. Can I move on now? If you want. I do. I think we have uh, fully covered Hey, Leeds, uh, Leeds' defense was very good. Look. Good, it, look, good on them. Let's uh, bring this back to I, a little bit of fantasy. I, I, I kind of mock the idea of the Manchester United defense tightening up. 
for this match, and they're headed into a, a, a bad run. I mean, so owners of Luke Shaw, who continues to be excellent. Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw is so good. He's been so good, especially in the, like since he's gotten firmly established in the side. Just I can I feel like we could say it every week. He's just he's just been their best, so much their best player in a lot of ways. But um, not better than Bruno. I I understand that. But what I'm saying is just really good. But yeah, they're about to like to get this result. No, you know obviously Rafinha being out hurts Leeds, and as long as he's out, it's going to keep hurting them. I don't think Patrick Bamford attempted a shot. Um, he but, did. He never had any great shots. Stuart Dallas ripped off a few shots. I can tell you this. My free transfer this week, I'll figure out a way to get Stuart Dallas back into my squad. Uh, Leeds finishing schedule, and Leeds is going to do their Leeds thing, which is play every single match as hard as they can. Yeah. Is the best in the league, except maybe, uh, maybe second to Liverpool. But bottom line is it is amazing. I would figure out a way to own Leeds players. Get Stuart Dallas. He probably has another 14 or 15 within the next two weeks coming up. He will get that. Bring leads. Make sure Stuart Dallas is back in your squad. If you sold him, I'm speaking to myself at this moment. Stuart Dallas's ownership is only 26%. So bring him back in. Rafinha, I don't think was. I don't think he trained. No. So he's not even in training yet. No. Nope. And so they're obviously going to treat him delicately. I swapped out Rafinha for Jack Harrison. Didn't quite pay yeah. off in this match, I, but I, I plan on keeping him. I, like I was going to say, like that was the guy. other guy that Jack Harrison is. He's good. I mean, we, the eye test guy. And the for money sure. works. The money's easy. Yeah, it's, easy. It's there. Yeah. And there's very few other guys at that uh, price. The point other guy I would say, too, we, I mean, we'll get to Mateus Pereira, but that's, an, that's also an easy one because yeah. at this point, depending on how much money you have invested in Rafinha, it's about, an, it's about even. Lester, two. Crystal Palace won. This match took place earlier today. Iniacho strikes again. Mm-hmm. It's Iniacho's it's world. And, we, we didn't and know how to it. say to him ages ago, Brian. It, it is. Yeah. It's not Iniacho. It's not Ini. Give me a quick refresher. Iniacho. Iniacho. Yeah. It's Iniacho, right? Yes. Not Iniacho. No, there's no N at the beginning of it. The first N doesn't appear until five letters into the into the name. So I would say. Hey guys, it, it, how it, to can't, over it for today. can't be any Stop, Acho. Scott. We're trying to. This is important. <laughs> Just because you want to poo-poo everything, Ianacho does. I own him. I appreciate. This. Remember, I appreciate that Scott is and clarifying. This. I feel good about that. Uh, do you know the other Lester player who's on a little bit of a streak right now? Yeah, Castagna. we haven't talked about him since single-digit game weeks. Timothy Castagna. Yeah. Yeah, back-to-back returns. It's just that Le- this Leicester defense is trash. So I don't know how much you're counting on clean sheets. This is a matchup that you want. You you If you brought him in, it's because he had a great week last week, and you're thinking, well, they play Crystal Palace at King Power. So what's going to happen? And, of course, Zaha scores with his only shot on target. So. Breaking news. Uh, I just lost a tenth of a dollar to mm-hmm. on Rafinha. Oh, he dropped again? And uh, now he is not like for like with Jack Harrison. So that's awesome. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that, Dave. That's my breaking news. So let's back to your regular scheduled Lester and Crystal Palace. Crystal Dave. Palace discussion. Yes. Yep. Scott Inacho, 
you poo-pooed him when I said people need to go to him weeks ago. And he said, he's not going to do it again. It's the Bronx. The Bronx is going to cause a collapse. He not just sucks. He should never play him. He never puts three games in a row together. Now he's put together like seven. And no, Scott doesn't sound like that, but it's fun when I do that. Scott, what say you? He's in my lineup. He'll be in my lineup for at least a couple of more game weeks. They close with United, Chelsea, Spurs. Obviously, it's game week to game week on what any club is playing for at this point, which we've alluded to a little bit already. But uh, there's not a lot of great forward options just in general. There's no reason not to have Kelechi Iheanacho as one of them. 100%. Ryan is. Dave. Oh, wait, should I say it like this? The blue! United and Chelsea and Spurs at the end of the season. Uh, there's not a lot of forwards to like, so uh, uh-huh. why not have Kelechi and Nacho in your lineup? Is that is that how it sound to you? Scott's impression of Dave's impression of Scott <laughs> is better than Dave's impression of Scott. Uh, it was horrible. It's rare that I get to do impressions. That's so. good. You should do them more. Hi, I'm Jose Mourinho. I love those. I don't know what there is to take away from this other than you need to own Ian Ian Acho. Acho. Yeah, Ian is extremely good. Castagna, start uh, or dud. You... Start or dud. Timothy Castagna. I mean, he's a he's a mid range uh, dud. <laughs> wow, it's NFL draft season. He's like a fifty one forty nine stud. I'm not going to Castagna, but I don't hate. Stud or dud, Dave. Mm, dud. I I vote dud as well. For those who are interested, that's uh, that's a hard dud. It's not an easy dud. It's not just it's like not a hard straight easy. up. He's a dud. Agree. No, no. I, I. That's what I said. It's a you've hard seen dud. That, you've seen it's, it's what he's capable of. It was a him. hard dud. I, I don't know how, what else to say. Okay. What, what else can I say? All right. That? No, that's it. All right. No, I like the the only other person was that Zaha. You know, I, did we say it a couple weeks ago? Did I say it? I, I was thinking it. I don't. I'm sure I wrote it down. <laughs> whether whether it was said on the but just that I the feeling that. Because of Crystal Palace's schedule, you know, they play Manchester City this week, and then after that, the Crystal Palace, you know, the the field of green according to the matchup rating system opens up. So, uh, you know, ask to, all the Wolves owners about the field of green to get to get. Uh, well, I mean, that, we'll they there. got they got thrashed. No, we'll but, get there. No, I'm just saying, Crystal Palace, they have a system. They're not trying to sort anything out. They know who they are. Wolves are still in the middle of like sorting through. It feels like sorting through everything, and also have nothing to play for. Where I think that was the case. Of, I I agree with that today. That no one's really sure whether or not it's going to be Roy Hodgson or not. His contract is up. Players are fighting for you know they're they're fighting for spots. I mean, this is Zaha fighting. You know, he's he obviously is caring and is going to do what he's Zaha. So. You can't. You can never discount that. They need to. Um, they need. They need to say happy retirement to Grandpa Roy. Need to bring in a, a manager. Need to build around Zaha and Eze up front, and and just overhaul the the back half of the pitch. The name they said today was Eddie Howe, and I think that is an amazing choice. So that would be an amazing choice for Crystal Palace at this stage to bring in. Have him now. Bournemouth were never known for their defense. But if you give him the ability, maybe the funds, like he had guys there. He had some consistency. Palace is a bigger club there. than Bournemouth. So. It is, and you would hope that you know he could he could bring in some guys to uh, to to create a little bit of a new defense and, and a little bit of a midfield there too. Liverpool one, Newcastle one. 
Dave, your boy, Joe Willock, strikes again as well. Wow, dude, he is turning. He's doing his best Olivier Giroud. Yeah, he is. being a super sub, right? Yeah. like It's like three straight goal sub appearances, I think, for him. Uh, Something like that, yeah. Can't, can't, don't feel good about trusting it, but... Well, no, I think it's been something in the 30s as far as the matches he's played in the last three weeks, but three goals, as you mentioned. Mo Salah was the most captain in the game week. He rewards those who uh, hoped for more, probably, especially mm-hmm. when his first goal came uh, so in the, early in, yeah. Yeah, in the first few minutes of the match. But uh, you still feel good what about 18. a great 18. goal, too. Oh, so, yeah, because you didn't have to think. Yeah, there, there was no thinking involved. It was, it was stop, turn, fire, and it went into the roof of the net. 18 points for those who captained Mo Salah. By the way, I don't know what, what Willock has to do to start. Those three goals he had in his last three appearances were against Spurs, West Ham, and Liverpool. So it's not like he's been doing it against the bottom of the table. This is not an NBA podcast, even though we're trying to turn it into one tonight. But there's a reason why the NBA gives out an award at the end of every season called the Sixth Man of the Year Award. Sure. You, know, you have to have someone. There is a, a role for players who come off the bench. The Olivier Giroux of the Premier League. And something there is working. Like, why mess with the formula? It's definitely working. You know, with that said, St. Maximan's the player who stood out during this match. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's the one who, you know, was featured on the front page of the FPL website earlier today as a player from a bottom table club to maybe keep an eye on as the season ends. If that man is healthy, he is worth a look, period. He changes Newcastle. You know who he plays week 37 and 38? Sheffield and Fulham. Already relegated Sheffield, already relegated Fulham. Yeah. Even with his, uh, uh, even with his rotation, the risk of weird minutes with him and protection from injury in the last four weeks, no one, no midfielder has created more opportunities for his teammates. Uh, It's tied for the most, but yeah, uh, Saint Maximan is just. You, it's there's a, it's you said it weeks ago, Scott. Just that could argue that he's the most important player. Yep, hundred percent. This season, you saw it in this match in particular. Yeah, just a just a massive game changing player. He he has speed that I think very few have, and and he has skill to go with it. At least just enough to be thank incredibly you, Rafa, thank dangerous. Thank you, Rafa Benitez. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, absolutely true. Is there anything to talk about with Liverpool in this match? I mean. Tell me about Nat Phillips. Is, Just is he so coming back, he's, Scott? He's hurt. And everyone and, and it's the weirdest thing to see him being sold a ton for a guy who costs four four 4.1. And yes. that's because he went up. Dave, uh, Fabinho had to move back into, into center back, which he can do, but it weakens the midfield. There's been two draws in a row now here against lower table competition. Yeah. Nat Phillips, if he's healthy, is going to come back in at you know for the rest of this season. Is he, he going to be healthy? I don't know. The Come easy, back, Brian? The, well, the easy move, and a, the move I assume most people are making is to go to Rob Holding. Rob Holding, who may be to four point three, but for the moment is four point or was four point two. So that's the question: is whether Rob or Holding not, for an Arsenal club who are playing in the Europa League. Meanwhile, Liverpool is nothing but Premier League matches ahead of them. Yeah, it's I a mean, risk. It's it's a but Nat Phillips is being hurt. Obviously, reduces the risk a little bit. Yeah, it's a it's a junk transfer. If you're if you're <laughs> making that frivolous of a transfer and that's your transfer this week, uh, you're doing great. Congratulations to you. Right. Nothing really else except that Sadio Mane was awesome in this match, except and, for shooting. Right. Except from yeah. Except for making that a, time, a ball go, go into the remember net. Remember when that yeah. time when he tried to 
dribbled Dubrovka and just didn't. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I just it, it's the he's guy in his own head, dude. It's just that he was he's one of those guys that has had the he's had kind of building up. Last week he scores. This week he, you know great matchup. What looks like a great matchup, and he gives you everything you would possibly want uh, in a match. Probably statistically one of the best players uh, for the game week, and it ends in a two. So it's the way it works. This is the match I've really wanted to talk about, and not really because it has FPL advice. Uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, real quick. Sorry, Scott, you have to double back on that. Look, Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold, Brian, a ton of people have gone to TAA. Yeah, everybody Look, did. I, I think I did. To, I think I, so, so have I. We need to discuss this, Scott. If if Fabinho is dropping back into defense again, it, this, does this make the the Liverpool defense? Less desirable because he's not up in the midfield protecting the defense. I think these this is an important a lot of people TA is holding up a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he was just coming off a really hot streak of matches. Mm-hmm. Nine, twelve, eleven, eight. Yeah. The Newcastle. Hottest. Yeah, we said yeah, no dude. one right. No one has had more points than him and as a defender. He's the number one scoring defender for the last five weeks. So they're I, at United this week, but then after that it's Home Southampton, at West Brom, at Burnley, home Palace. I can't figure yeah. it. I, I can't come off of him. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, that, my Game Week 34 squad is it's really interesting. I've got three Liverpool and two Manchester United players. And I just have this weird feeling like there's one goal at the most in that match. Hmm. Uh, you know, recent history has not shown a lot of goals in that match. And uh, and so, you know, who's to say? I don't know. Maybe having TAA and Luke Shaw in this matchup isn't the worst idea. Uh, at the same time, you're, you're not you, – you don't want to get blanks from Bruno and Sala in your squad as well. And so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. As it stands right now, Dave, I'm being a total homer with my FPL lineup. I'll just be honest with well, you. Well, I'll tell you what I have because I have those same players. I'm starting Fernandez. I'm starting Salah. I'm starting Alexander Arnold. I'm benching Shaw, but he's in my first bench spot currently at the moment. Well, I'm benching Bruno and Shaw at the moment and playing all three of my Liverpool players. That is a homer hmm. move. I think the Jota is the other guy. I mean, you have to at least say. I mean, it's he's one of the top transfers same, out. Same, same with Mane. Statistically, even in even in less than sixty minutes, was one of the best. Statistic, like statistically, one of the best players of the Stats. game week, and it is not that is no comfort for anyone who played him for him to get a one because he leaves at fifty eight minutes or whatever he played. So Jota is one of those guys. Yeah, one of the top transfers out. I totally understand why he's the same price as other players who are you imagine are going to play more. You could easily downgrade him by price to one of these other hot street kind of guys and there's probably less risk of rotation with him. However, you're going to come up against it. He scores next week against Manchester United going into that schedule. It'll be right back. It'll flip the other way. It's just, it's, it's just the true. way it, it's just the way it is. And in doing so, you'll have wasted a couple of transfers, sending him out and then bringing him right back in. There, yeah. there is a cost, a hidden cost there in free transfers, taking a player out and bringing him back in. We're seeing it right now with, with Kane and son, you know, Son is the number one overall transfer in as we're sitting here. Yeah. Why? Why? Are, you know, unless those are new Son owners, 
there's a cost in sending players out and then bringing them right back in. There just is. And, uh, you know, if you couldn't afford to keep Sun on your bench for one game week while they were busy trying to lose a, a League Cup final, I don't know what you're doing. All right, moving on. The match I want to talk about, Wolves nil, Burnley 4. Chris Wood, talking about not a lot of forward options, continues to be a forward in form. Yeah. I wonder what Chris Wood's dad's name is. It Chances is, on that it's Harry. It could be. Just throwing it out there. Chris Wood. You'd love it if it was. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, Harry my. Wood's son scores a hat trick in the first half of this one. Dave, is Harry Wood's son a stud or a dud in FPL moving forward? Uh, Chris Wood uh, going out is a stud. And uh, it, it was killing my brother Matt. And I was very thankful that when I looked at uh, the updated stats of the Smith Brothers Derby, the fact that he had sold Chris Wood. Wow. Before this match, hey, the he made the article this week, did he? Yeah, who, who Chris did? Wood Chris did. Wood, what, yeah, tell tell me what was in the article, Brian. For the exact same reason why he is going to get mentioned right this moment, because he's taken a lot of shots. He was the he tied for the most shots this week. He took six shots. That's a lot of shots. He had five shots on target. No one else had that many shots on target. But it, he made the article because he's been one of the most prolific forward shooters in the last like five weeks and so it's a weird thing to look at it and see Chris Wood in the top not just in the top five but he's competing with Ianacho and Kane for the top spot in every statistical category and then he comes to Wolves and overachieves by by double on his xg like he you know gets finishes with a hat trick and yeah I mean it's great that he put his shots away but it's like it's a weird thing to see too, like statistically shooting a ton and then taking low percentage shots and then also getting a hat trick. Yeah. So it is. It ends up with just what we usually get to: uh, points or points. Chris Wood's dad's name is Grant. Just want to throw that Grant out Wood. there. We're into dad names this pod. Right. Very good. It, it was not. I, I can't believe you didn't say the word Richard. Sure. At any point. Sure. No. I, I, I thought it might be Harry, but it's Grant. It's interesting, as we're sitting here, three of the top five overall uh, transfers in are forwards. Ianacho is now number one. Literally, as we've been sitting here, Ianacho transfers in have overtaken Sun. They're very mm. close. And then Kane is fourth and Wood is fifth. So that's, that's a whole new front line in mm -hmm. theory for some people. There's not a single forward in the top five transfers out. Listen, Chris Wood, you guys might have mentioned this when I was looking up his father's name. Going back, his last six matches, 9, 8, 10, 5, 2, 20? Yeah. Do I need to repeat that? No, it's outstanding. That's a lot of points. Well, name a forward other than Kalechi Inacho, who's even close to that. There is no one. Well, we've been talking about how a lot of people's front lines are probably Kane, when healthy, Inacho recently, and then Bamford has been a mainstay all season long. With Wood now as a top five transfer, transfer in, you have to think Bamford is one of those guys who's being transferred mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Makes sense, uh, you know, coming off of you know the game week that Bamford had and seeing what Chris Wood did here. You know, is this a move that we recommend? Are we recommending a Kane and Nacho Wood front line to end the season? For sure. I currently own Watkins, and I've been really happy with Watkins. Watkins has done fine. But look at Villa's schedule. Uh, my 
transfer this week will probably be, and this is crazy that I'm saying it, but I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do it. Is Watkins out? Wood in, and then that will free up a little bit of money so I can replace Rafinha next week if he's gonna continue to have. There you go. Some some okay. time away. So the, I don't want to use two transfers this week. So here's the update to the Smith Brothers Derby. We've talked a little bit off and on uh, for the second half of the season about this. So as long as we've been doing this podcast uh, in FPL. Brother Matt, who has never been on the pod, I don't think, but we've referenced him for since the very, I think, since the very first episode. There, I think back in the archives, there's a there's a one pod where I interviewed him. Yeah, okay, that's well, true. That's way back, and that's so that's far like, back you almost don't want to recommend it. No, <laughs> sure, no, you don't. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, no. Forget that you said that. Uh, but in the Smith Brothers Starby, for as long as we've been doing this, Brother Matt has defeated you in FPL it's, every year. Every year he has beaten you. Don't even try to deny it. It's true. Look, we're gonna. Th- this Look season, you are ahead of him, but he gained about 30 points on you last, last game week. Last week was brutal for me. Brutal. And he, he, demo- had, he, had, he had, like, every player in his defense had, like, eight or eight points or higher. Yeah, he had, like, an 83 or something. It was ridiculous. Yep. And I forgot to look up who the top scorer for Game Week 32 was in the FPL America Podcast League. I apologize. But Brother Matt was up there with his 83. Definitely sure. close. Gained a lot of ground on you. It got, I think he was only, like, 10 points away no, from no, you No, no, no. It was not that It was not that close because I had gained, I had, like, a 50-point lead. Brian, but all of a sudden, it was, it was now in, like, it gave him hope. It did. It did. And he had gone all in with Wolves, which I, in Game Week 31, I went to Rui Patricio as my... And I don't question anyone doing this. Starting goalkeeper. Uh, and for you know a few weeks, I was very happy with that choice. Uh, and this matchup was one of them that I felt pretty good about as well. And then obviously, nil four happens here. And you are just absolutely loving every Chris Wood goal that goes in on our <laughs> Slack workspace. And at first, it felt like a personal attack on me. Uh, and and I was like, wow, he's really coming at me here with his with his Slack chats. It wasn't really me that you were targeting those two. It was the fact that Brother Matt had gone to Rui Patricio as his goalkeeper and had gotten off of Chris Wood, as we mentioned earlier, as his forward. A move that cost him, you know, roughly twenty points as he's trying to surge up. Who was it? Who was it for? No, look, there was multiple people. Looking at you, League Aaron. Looking at you, League Billy. Brother Matt, Scott, a bunch of people in the league. Brian, did you go to any Wolves people? No, I didn't. And I don't fault anyone for it. I just didn't do it. So I'm rooting against it, right? Yeah. So I'm rooting against all the people because I got crushed by Wolves people the week before. And yeah. a ton of people had, had gone to Wolves. So I was like, I'm, I'm watching one, one Chris Wood go. I'm like, hell yeah. Two Chris Wood goals, help yeah, yeah. Three, hell yeah, and yes, I'm loving it because I'm hoping now. I'm like, God bless. Can Burnley get a fourth? Can they get negative points? Can can all these people that got Burnley Burnley players get negative points? Wolves. Then Dwight McNeil put one in, and it's still the four didn't. What did I say? I screwed something up. But um, no, no, it was four nil. Ended up being four nil, and no one got negative points. I don't think. But no one got any points. Right. And so that was – look, if you don't have Wolves defenders and you're playing against people who do, it was a win. Now, you know what? I guarantee the bounce back will be next week. They're at West Brom. All the Wolves guys will crush it. Not, with, not, this, not this West Brom. 
not this Wolves. This is a Wolves now. You question what they're playing for. Yeah. And suddenly it went from looking like a great move for two game weeks in a row to not so great. Meanwhile, Burnley, I mean, they are still trying to probably get to 40 points, make sure that they're safe. They definitely uh, looked like they were playing for something in this match. Uh, Brother Matt had gone to Iannaccio prior that's to not, game week yeah, 32 not, right. from no, Chris Roy to Iannaccio. Nothing wrong with that, but no. he probably felt like it was a mistake here in this match. I'll just say, I said at the top of this pod, there are sometimes pivotal, defining moments in a season this game week, this Wolves nil Burnley four felt like a defining moment in the Smith brothers derby. Just saying it right now, uh, Dave, you might get him for the first time. I look, it's not over. Multiple match weeks left. He made up thirty points a couple weeks ago when he wild carded. So I'm not saying that it can't happen again. I was able to get a little bit of that a little bit of that lead back this week, so I felt pretty good. Look, I had a, I had a good week. I had sixty five this week, and I missed my captain. So, yeah. hey, I'll well take it. I had Bruno as my captain, and I, plenty of other guys scored higher than Bruno. Majority of my team, I could have picked majority of my team, and they would have done better than than what Bruno did. And he had three. It's whatever. It's fine. But so yeah, uh, sixty five. I'll take it, especially on this match week. And hey, let's roll on. And hey, Scott, green arrows, man. I keep rocking on these green arrows. I'm making moves. I'm I'm climbing the table, Scott. I keep refreshing the page, and of course, the FPL computer still hasn't updated yeah. the overall points. Yep. So that's a little annoying. I want to see. I want to see more green arrows moving up. Ollie Watkins, Villa two, West Brom two. Dave already mentioned he's going to send Watkins out, but the story here does seem to be the continued form of Matheus Pereira and man, Dianya. oh man, Mbai Dianya. Mbai, Brian. Matthias Pereira in the last four weeks among midfielders, most points, fifth most shots, second most shots on target, created the most chances, tied for the most anyway. It's nowhere near the penalty area normally. That's the one thing. He's like Bruno that way, but he's scoring a ton. You know, who, you know who's the number one in most of the things when I say that he's the second most? Mason Greenwood is number one on most of these categories in the last few is weeks. Is he ready to explode, Greenwood? I don't know. I captained him this week. I was really hoping for something, and uh, it didn't happen. And it was, uh, I mean, that was a form and stat decision, and it just didn't happen. And what are you going to do about it? Cry. Um, no, Matthias Pereira is the top. I mean, he's he is, I said, four weeks. He's your number one scoring midfielder. Double digits in multiple weeks will do that for you. Scott, but. in my face, I poo-pooed this a few weeks ago. Matthias Pereira has been their best player all season. It's been obvious. The question is, could you? He had this. He had so many weeks of zeros, ones, or twos. It's just it, there just gets a point where you can't do that anymore. There are so many players in in his range that you could have easily switched to. You're not going to have multiple five point five midfielders. I don't think. So now he's got uh, some Jay Links form. He's got, I mean, and he, I mean, you see it, he's taking penalties. So if they're fighting, clawing, scratching for every point, and he's at the center of all of it, I mean, it's not at all, it's not crazy at all. Brighton's going to have to fall off a cliff if West Brom's going to be able to try to, and or Fulham is going to be able to try to claw, claw out of this. Well, one. Brighton's idiot result against Sheffield 
definitely. I mean, that's that's only going to that's only going to help. That's that that gives a boost. Do we have to talk about that match? Sheffield won Brighton nil. Anything? Were we done with the other one? We can be, but do we want to just check this one off the list? It's we were going to say Dianya, and I that that's different because I feel like the points are kind of there. So same same time frame, four weeks, twenty one points, which is for forwards is the sixth most. It's just at his price. I mean, at that price, you're happy with any returns from him. But in the last in the last four weeks, he's had one shot on target. He has created two chances, but somehow has ended with three FPL assists in, in that time. Like he's not eight touches in the opposition box for Dianya in a, in four weeks as a forward. Rion Brewster has six. Who? Nice. Keenan Davis from Aston Villa has nine, and he's only played 76 minutes in four weeks. Dude's coming on strong. He's, he keeps, he's a super sub. He is. He is coming on strong. He keeps doing this. He is. Anyway, the- no, it's like, the, it's like the opposite. The only reason you have Dion is to have, is because hardly anyone owns him, and he's, and he's cheap. I just realized that That's they it. have a Dion, yeah, and a Dion Ghana. Grady. His first name's Grady? Grady Diangana. We talked about him at the start of the season, and he's done nothing. Interesting. Right. Anyway, no, it, the, Pereira makes sense. I, I don't, I mean, I you could you could easily do without Dion. Dion. Dion? Dion, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, no, you don't have to talk about Sheffield and Brighton, except frickin' Sheffield finding something to play for. Amazing to get a win when not one blade had a, a created an assist. <laughs> like they didn't create any chances for their for no one created a chance for their teammate. Yeah, this is went. why this game was buried in the late right. Saturday time slot. Friggin' Robert Sanchez couldn't even get a third save. Doggone it! Let's take a look at the FPL America podcast league. Uh, we haven't talked about the top three in a little while, or at least it feels like a little while since last game week 32 lasted for an entire seven days. Darmok at <laughs> Vinegra is still number one. Daniel, well done, holding down the top spot. Jason, team touchdown, moves up into second. Now hold on. I just want to throw this caveat, Scott. The stupid tables haven't officially updated. I know this from looking at my current score. The, the points from today have not True. been added on. True. Things might change slightly, so I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Barrett, Harry Potter Kane, he is sitting in a tie for third with, now this team name is even funnier than it's been already all season long, Me Cox Ailing. <laughs> that's the greatest. Um, that's the greatest. Dan, well Dan, done. Dan, you crush, man. You crush with best best name of the pod um, here. That's amazing. Fifth place is where you find the top scorer for Game Week 33. 77 points for Jonathan, team name Cruel, as in Tim Cruel, Cruel in the gang. Nice. Great uh, name, by the way. Fifth place, 77 points. Excellent job, He Jonathan. captained Iannaccio. Good. Uh, that is a, and then his defense carried him, Rudiger, Espelicueta, Castagna, and Stroik, along with Mendy. Clean house back there. Wow. Nicely done. Full, full house, full house, not clean house, full house. I'm sure his house is clean, too. In the back. Mm-hmm. All right. Game week 34 Vince, is coming up. You more interested in the defense. Mm-hmm. 
Game Week 34 is coming up. It's a, it's a normal game week, starting on a Friday, ending with a doubleheader on Monday. All 20 clubs playing. United and Liverpool are in the feature spot on Sunday. That match might be significant in the real table, since Manchester City will start things off on Saturday. A City win and a Liverpool win over United means that City would clinch the title. With a Friday match, uh, everybody hates having their captain go early, but I imagine that uh, plenty of people will throw it on Ian Acho, uh this week. This given, was the nine-goal fixture last season, given wasn't the, it? Yeah, it was, given the uh, given the opponent and the form. Um, but that's gonna always that's gonna make you nervous to throw it on the 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 guy playing in the first match of the of the game week. The guy I was gonna say uh, earlier was Gareth Bale, is the guy who who. Gareth Bale. Okay. Christian Bale. That Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Just the the opinion seems to be, and it seems to be not just uh, from when they played Southampton, when they when they beat Southampton the last Premier League match, when they drew Southampton, that he scored in that match, and the feeling uh, generally seems to be that Gareth Bale without Mourinho there is a new man. That oh there's, yeah. That there is a that 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 not just that the cloud of Mourinho has lifted from the club. I mean, you saw. I mean, no. Look, Ryan Mason was idolizing Gareth Bale when he was like there before. I, I just sure. Like, but what I'm saying is the the feeling was that Mourinho. There was a sense of Mourinho holding Bale back. Bale gets the first chance he gets. Not only does he play more minutes than he had played for the most part when Mourinho was there. He played 82 minutes against Southampton. But he scores a really great goal, uh, you know, a, not not necessarily world class, but man, it was a great angle, yeah. uh, you know, a really tight angle to score from, and he made it look so easy. Uh, so the question is, like, look, Spurs play home to Sheffield United. Everyone's going to Sun. Bale, like, Sun gets you a blank. Sun blanks both in the double week, if not for a late, late, late penalty. That was right on the edge of the box, and I don't know that anyone was expecting Son to step up to do it. Right. So what I'm saying is, I just feel like that's a, that's one of those guys that, like, if it's true, you know, if it's true that there, if there's anything to it that Bale's getting back in there, that they don't have a cup to worry about, there is not, the, there's nothing else for them. Nope. So the so it's pure league, mm-hmm. and this is the end of this is this is the Bale's not coming back. So the you know the question is is that enough for anybody to say like hey That's he's interesting, probably a differential that not many people are are it does I mean he's not way up there in transfers for midfielders so it's just one of those guys that I feel like you know could be a uh, there might be something to that good thought it is very good Dave what are you doing with your lineup for game week thirty four I think my transfer is going to be Watkins for Chris Wood. And then, uh, not as Dad Harry, Ryan. I would not bring in a Harry Wood into my lineup, not this week. But Chris Wood, I would consider it. Uh, look, I don't know how, how you don't captain Kane home to Sheffield. I think at the moment that's where my captain is. I think there will be some other – there's plenty of good other options. Look, Inacho, how do you question that form? You just don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm – Probably going to stay away from anyone in the Liverpool United match, but I don't. I wouldn't doubt question anyone. Go, you know, to to captain someone there. Captaining Trent Alexander Arnold this week is not a horrible idea. 
But I just like Kane's probably gonna be the runaway favorite. It just seems like that's what you should probably do. Is Kane against Sheffield. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind the team I, I'm fielding as it is. I have, you know, I I have the same problem that a lot of other people do with Rafinha, whether or not to keep or sell. I could go straight from Rafinha. I have enough money for however that ended up happening to go straight from Rafinha to uh, Sun or Bale. I'll probably do that um, as one of the moves. And then I also uh, love seeing uh, Ricardo Pereira for Leicester uh, make it to the bench uh, to straight matches for uh, for Leicester City. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Um, I love not seeing him come on even for a minute um, this week. What's the deal with that, Brian? They're, the only deal is Brendan Rodgers saying um, he's not going to be himself until next season, yet he still is training and he is still, uh, he's still available for selection. I really don't know what the deal is with that at all. So... <laughs> So Pereira is a guy that's just too expensive to be to be questioning whether or not he's even going to be a sub. Good call, Scott. What are you doing? I really do like my team, except for the Liverpool and United players, just because I don't know what's going to happen in that match. Everyone else, I I'm really excited about, and uh, and so I'm not entirely sure. I already mentioned earlier. I'm I I always like it when I feel like I can root for my club and my FPL lineup at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, I put Bruno and Shaw on my bench. Uh, that means TAA, Salah, and Jota in my lineup. Uh, but again, uh, I don't know. Currently, the C still on Salah and the V's on Harry Kane, but I could easily swap that. In fact, I, I certainly will because I agree with you. My captain will not be in the Liverpool United match. I, yeah, it just I don't know. I just want um, I mean, there's two, you know, Acho and Kane. Uh, just seemed too obvious. We talked about Chris Wood. I still have the old-fashioned front line of Kane, Iheanacho, and Bamford. Bamford's at Brighton. You just wonder. It is a Brighton defense that we all seem to love, but at the same time... you saying all. You're meaning you? And maybe no, Brian. Brian's given us stats for weeks and weeks Sanchez now and Beltman, which is about true. how stingy Touché. Brighton's defense is, especially at home. Am I, am I remembering your, your yeah, stats? Yeah, they're one right, of Brian? the best defenses at home. And that's what so. that's what Bamford's facing, but at the same time, I mean, this is this is the same Brighton that lost to Sheffield. So at Sheffield, of course, but it still happened. So I don't know. I I might bank my free transfer just because. I mean, I got Green Arrows for the first time in four weeks, but I only moved up like a thousand places. Which I mean, green is a green, and I get it, but it's still not what I was hoping for. Uh, from a 65 in the game week. Uh, but, you know, I'm sorry. I'm you 50, did not have a 65. 56. I had a 65. <laughs> Dyslexia for a moment. I heard your 65 earlier, and I put it on my spot. 56. Jeez. I had 56. Anyway, I, I still you know, would hope for a little bit more since I was 20 over the average. But it's fine. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, at one point in, going into game week 33, I was going to do a double defensive transfer, and one of my one of my transfers in was going to be Connor Cody. Mm-hmm. You narrowly avoided a disaster. Mm. And at the last minute, I switched it to uh, sending in Veltman and Jack Harrison for Craig Dawson and Rafinha. There was very little risk there, and I still feel good about having Jack Harrison. Obviously, they'll be playing each other this week. So, I don't know. I might bank that transfer and see if I feel uh, a little bit of uh, inspiration for Game Week 35 double transfer. We'll have to see. Don't forget... 
Friday is the start. We've done this enough throughout the season. You should be used to having to set your lineup early enough on Friday by now, but make sure you don't forget. Hey, this some, is, people, some people in our mini-mini league this is still forgot important. it this it's, past week. This is the business end of the season. you got to remember when to set your lineup. You know who's not getting a lot of love by transfers in this week, and I get that it was uh, only an assist uh, as far as a return, is Richarlison. Everybody's still going to Calvert-Lewin and I more than Richarlison, and I don't under I, I there's no reason to do that. I get not feeling great about how he got his assist, and maybe that's that's you know overshadowing, uh, you know the fact that he got those points. I get that part. I don't get the going to Calvert Lewin instead part. They're playing. They're home to Aston Villa, at West Ham, then home to Sheffield, home to Wolves. That's the next four for Everton. That's one of those guys right now transfers in for Richarlison is. Barely, it's not quite eight thousand total. So that's one of those guys that is uh, is on no one's radar. I think the price is just off-putting enough that nobody's going to go to him. But he's been easily the guy about ten weeks worth You're right. of dominance comparatively to Calvert Lewin uh, for Richarlison. So for sure, he's another one of those guys. All right, we have done it. We've reached the end of the show. Uh, we'll continue to. Uh, set you up for the stretch run as we are in the midst of it now we'll, we'll do the best that we can for uh, the rest of the season we're now within a month at the end of the season don't forget may 23rd last day reach out to us on social media if you're interested in hanging out with us that morning uh, we'll give you details there uh, in case it's something you'll be able to do we'd love to have you join us if you're listening and you reach out to us we'd be thrilled to have you join us dave for the fpl america podcast this is david smith until next time